Sharon here. How are we all? This is the last of a seven-day series where I've talked about all the ways on all the days of how to bring back the buzz. Tonight, I'm excited for tonight too because I've got something really, really exciting. I said to you guys last week or last night that I was birthing something and I didn't know what it was and, you know, uh, this always would have been a little bit woo-woo for me, but I have to say um, I just have become such a huge believer in divine timing and today it just all became clear. A few things happened. I got an, a fresh box of Soul Modes books delivered to my home this afternoon. I got my beautiful order of essential oils and products from Young Living and I just thought, I know, I know exactly what I need to do here. So... Um, so I'm super, super excited. I got the download. I was waiting and it arrived. Tonight, I want to talk to you about making memories. So I wanted to talk tonight um, in bringing back the buzz about making memories. For those of you that don't know my own personal story, I really went from, um, I went from tired to inspired. So um, I lost my mum in 2013 to ovarian cancer. It sparked in me a very, very big um, change in perspective. So um, I often say to people that cancer gave me a lot more than what it ever took away from me, and that's a pretty big call for those of you who knew my mum or um, hear me talk about my mum. It's um, that's a pretty big call. She was a pretty amazing lady, but it honestly gave me a lot more than what it ever took away from me. So after her death, I really um, there was a quite a profound um, shift in the way that I saw life. And um, together with my beautiful husband, Adam, and our three, well, at the time I was 20 weeks pregnant when I lost my mum with my third child, um, which you can imagine was pretty difficult, and I nursed her to the end. Um, but when the time came, somehow I had this um, this incredible way of just kind of sailing through it. I, I still look back on that year and I just think, how did I do that? Um, I marvel at the way that I actually floated through it. And um, I truly believe that it was because that I was plugged into something higher than myself. Um, and it, that helped me. It helped me through that difficult time. But following that, there were changes that were made in me that were transformational, permanently transformational. Um, you just can't actually reverse the changes that happened in me that year. And I guess it started this journey that just has continued on and on and on. So I went back to work um, after the death of my mom and the birth of my son in, um, in two th well, it, let's just say 2015. Um, and I, I stepped into the role of deputy principal and I worked in that role for two years full time. Um, by the end of that second year, um, I, I, I knew that the universe was telling me something. I didn't know what, but I could sense that I either had to go up or get out. And that was go up in, um, in terms of promotion, um, or I had to get out of the teaching profession altogether. So there was a lot of signs that said to me I just wasn't meant to be there for whatever reason. And 
Um, my husband and I at the beginning of 2016 had written a 50 by 50 list, which I have talked about in this series and lots of times. If you've not got a bucket list, for God's sake, write one. It'll change your life. Um, so I wrote, um, we wrote a bucket list together as we were traveling on a, on a trip that we took for my husband's 40th. So we decided we wanted to do 50 things by the age of his 50th. So, um, 50 things in 10 years. And in the space of about, well, exactly 12 months, almost to the day, that list had completely changed our life. So in the course of that year, um, there were lots of things that we wanted to see. You know, I mean, the list was made up of a whole lot of random stuff. You know, we wanted to see the Great Ocean Road. We wanted to go to the Sunshine Coast. We wanted to climb Kosciuszko with our kids. Um, we wanted to go to Victoria's High Country and, and see Bright and um, Poor Punker and all those beautiful areas down there. In that year... Um, in tiny, tiny pockets of time, we we actually did all of those things. We'd just get in the car and we'd literally drive from Sydney to Melbourne in a day, Sydney to the Gold Coast in a day, um, whatever it may be, and then we'd come back from those trips and go, you know, we might get back at, you know, stupid o'clock and we'd go back to work the next morning and, you know, smash out our normal life. But we soon realised that that was completely exhausting. Um, but every time we'd return home, we felt a sense of emptiness. We felt that there was a piece missing to us and that our light was just not as light and bright as what it was when we were away and doing what we wanted to do. Now, don't get me wrong. I get that that's life. Um, but it only has to be life to a certain point. Um, you know, I've come to realize in what I do now is that, you know, very much a part of what I do is my life and the two go together hand in hand and they're both joyous to me. So there's almost like this beautiful synergy that they, you know, my life and business have come together and um, my, my life is my business and my work and I love it, you know. So um, when it soon became clear that I wasn't to stay in teaching and um, my husband and I made an instant decision that we were going to sell our home in Sydney, we were going to leave our high-paying jobs, we were going to move into a caravan and travel Australia, it was kind of like a revelation. We'd never in a million years entertained the idea of anything that radical. We've always been very conservative and that was like, whoa, like this is full on. Um, but we did it and we loved it and it changed our life forever. But it was really just the beginning. At that point, we, I guess we were doing the work, we were doing manifestation work, but we didn't actually realize that what we were doing was manifesting. We had no idea. Um, my parting words to our friends and family in Sydney was go and write yourself a bucket list, it'll change your life. But I actually didn't understand the deeper levels and understanding of that. I couldn't explain it. Um, but as time's gone on, I certainly can. Um, but what I really wanted to zoom in on is, you know, since mum passed away, I think about all of the family things that we've, we've done as a family and the memories that we've made. And I think about the hard times that we've had since mum passed away. And there has been hard times, and it's really the time that we've spent creating memories has given us the strength and unity to be able to get through the difficult times. So I see now as 
making memories is not only a sense of us feeling more alive because who doesn't want to make happy memories? You know, when you're actually in it and doing it, it's fabulous. But after the fact, those memories are super, super powerful in, you know, they're almost like the glue that binds your family or your friends together, you know, and and memories aren't always joyous. Sometimes it can be a memory of something that you've worked through that's been tough with people who perhaps you didn't think would show up for you but did. And, you know, that creates a bond that you just can't break, you know. It it helps you through the harder times. So I've become acutely aware of the importance of making um, happy family memories. And I have to say I'm so fortunate that we've got an absolute truckload of them. Um, but it didn't happen by accident. There was no accident in us making happy memories whatsoever. It was planned. It was intentional. And, um, and no, I mean, nobody said to me, go and make happy memories. It'll make your life better. Um, I'm telling you that, but I've, I've realized that through what we have done as a family. So to give you an example, I mean, travel has really been at the heart of what a travel and adventure has really been at the heart of what we have done with our kids. Um, you know, things like, um, you know, climbing Kosciuszko. I mean, we lived in a caravan for 22 months. Um, there were moments where that it felt like the walls were closing in on us, but for the most part, we had a fabulous time. We actually really enjoyed it. Um, it brought our family closer together. Um, you know, things like, you know, snorkeling on the Great Barrier Reef and, you know, camping in some of the most remote locations in Australia under the stars and, um, you know, there's no TV, no phone, all you've got is a campfire. You have to make your own fun as a family. And it's very different to what life looks like in the burbs, you know. Um, but what we found through that experience is um, we've become a lot closer as a family unit or even when the chips are down and perhaps we don't spend as much time together as a family, when times get tough, we're there for one another. And it, it has definitely, it's definitely formed something, a special bond in our family that um, it can't be unbroken. I mean, when we sit around the dinner table and we start to talk about our, like, you know, things that we've done, you can imagine there's, there's quite a lot to talk about. Um, so I guess the thing is, is, you know, we don't have to, we really don't have to spend a lot of, you know, those things that I spoke about cost a lot of money, a lot of them. Um, but there's a lot of things that actually don't cost a lot of money. So I'm going to sort of go through and just, talk a little bit about that. Um, I'm also going to post on my page a, I've actually got 101 ways to make happy family memories that I've curated um, for you guys to share with you. So um, that talks about, you know, all the ways on all the days, you know, whether it's going to fly a kite with your kids, um, whether it's climbing Kosciuszko, whether it's playing board games or drawing, chalk drawings on the driveway, going for bike rides, um, you know, cooking together, growing vegetables together, whatever it may be, um, working on family projects and having family adventures has definitely served our family very, very well. 
Um, and I, you know, I hope that those of you who perhaps ended up with a little bit more time than what you've ever had before as a family, maybe got a chance to get a glimpse of what that's actually like during COVID. So, um, you know, I know we got to be back together full time as a family and um, it can be difficult, you know, like actually being together as a full time family can be a rude shock to most parents. You know, it's not all unicorns and Skittles. It can actually be like, well, this is actually really confronting. My children are assholes. <laughs> Um, that's okay. You know, it's okay to sometimes have those moments where we think, who even are these children? And as for my partner, what the heck? You know, like we, it's easy to feel that, um, because it's confronting and those of us who have spent a lot of times out of the home or working, um, you know, it's understandable that when we're together in that really intense environment, it's quite confronting. Um, so, okay, so creating happy memories. Now, I want to talk about, um, and I've, I, this has been a bit of a theme throughout this series, um, particularly pertinent for the feminine core beings that are watching, um, i.e. usually women, not always. Um, but it's really important that we layer our memories um, in a way that appeals to all of our senses and none more than our sense of smell. And I encourage you even to do this with your children as well. Our sense of smell is the last thing um, to leave our body when we pass away. Um, the reason that that is, um, our olfactory system, which is our nose, our sense of smell, um, correct, co connects directly to the limbic system of the brain, um, which is a part of the brain that houses emotion and memory. Okay, I'm just going to say that again. Your sense of smell connects, it plugs in directly into the part of your brain that houses emotion and memory. Uh, hello, that's why aromatherapy works. <laughs> okay, that's why I believe so much in um, essential oils and using fragrance um, to make yourself feel better. So, you know, appealing, having things in our environment that appeal to our senses, particularly our sense of smell, allows us to really conjure up strong feelings and emotions and memories. Um, but that it's not just limited to smell. I guess it's layering experiences that you have with, you know, with um, music and, um, and senses of touch and beautiful visuals. I mean, you know, when you travel Australia, like we've done, um, oh, you know, we, we could have absolutely nothing, you know, like nothing, no sound, no smell, but the sights were just on such of a next level that it just, it's all consuming. Um, you know, a beer at Kakadu is one that comes to mind. Um, uh, at um, Nalangi, I think it's Nalangi Rock, um, where, you know, you just stand there and just look out and it's just breathtaking. But wherever you can, layer, you know, really layer your experiences with things that appeal to your senses because it's going to give you a deeper um, sense of memory and it's also going to give you a deeper experience. Um, I really encourage you to experience and create memories with yourself, with your partner, with your kids, your friends, your family. 
Um, because all of those things, like we are designed as humans, you know, we're neurobiologically programmed to connect with other people. We are not programmed to live in the environment that we live in today's society. We're just not. We are put on this earth to connect, to live in circles, to, you know, to raise children in communities, not as not in silos, in single homes. That's not our ancestry. So however we can plug in to other people willing to be open and share these experiences so we can access some of the way that we're actually programmed to live, it's going to help you bring back the buzz, okay? Um so that connection is so important. It's just, it's so important. Um, you know, I've recently really become, um, had a deeper understanding of what it, how important it is for women to be in circle. And it's something that we've been doing for centuries, but we've forgotten it in our modern time and or somewhere along the line we've it got forgotten. But now it's so nice that people are bringing that back and certainly that's a big focus of my work is bringing circle back to um, sisterhood and having women connect in that way, whether it be, I mean, we've got these beautiful tools where we can connect virtually um, as well as in person. So during the first week of the New South Wales school holidays, I was in Sydney and actually held an emotional balance retreat with some ladies there where we did an in-person four-hour women's circle, which was just beautiful. You know, it's just such a special place and time to be but the memories that you take away from that, especially when they're layered with connection and sisterhood and fragrance and touch and, you know, and just beautiful things, you know, it, it really is something that um, that lifts us up and um, makes us feel alive again. So that's really all I've got to say about that. <laughs> Um, because I do have my list of 101 ways to make happy family memories. Um, it's probably more geared towards people with children, um, but I will post it on the page for everybody. I'm sure that there's something there that you can take away from it, even if it is, you know, things like walking on the beach and going for a bike ride, whatever it may be, I hope that you can take some inspiration from it and um, and put those things into place in your life. But if nothing else, um, I want you to really take away from this that the important thing is is to plan for these experiences. They don't happen by accident. They happen because you set the intention to make them happen. Now, that might not necessarily look like, oh, you know, on the 1st of August, we are going to go and climb Kosciuszko. It might not look like that. It might look more like a vision board or a bucket list Um or even a note in your phone, okay? It doesn't have to be anything that is elaborate. Ours wasn't elaborate. Um, it was just literally a in the notes app on our, on our phones, um, we had our 50 by 50 list and away we went from there. So it can really start with anything very simple. It doesn't have to be, um, you know, it doesn't have to be exhaustive. It's something that you can work with. And then when the opportunity presents itself, you can always look back at that list and go, oh, well, actually, we've got a gap where this can happen and we can tick this off the list. So even if it's, um, again, like 
a matter of sitting down with your children if you've got kids and saying, all right, here's a list you could take to them the 101 ways to make memories if you like and show them the list and get them to tick off all the things that they'd like to do. Um, you know, or get get them to choose their top 10 and then make a family list based on people's, you know, everyone in the household's preferences and set them as priority and make it happen because it's worth it. Um, we know we had a really tough time in the middle of last year. Um, we lost Adam's uncle and um, he was very close to us. It was really difficult. We had to, we had our three kids, it was school holidays, um, we, you know, we had to be down there in Sydney and then we got the news that he wasn't going to pull through and, um, you know, we were kind of juggling our kids at the hospital and then at palliative care and, of course, he passed away. Our kids were kind of around when he passed away and um, he was quite poorly so, you know, it sort of freaked the kids out a little bit even seeing him before he passed away so it wasn't appropriate that they were there. Um but, you know, the, in the week that followed, you know, we had to very quickly clear out his house. He was in a Department of Housing house. Um, we slept on the floor in the middle of winter on airbeds in his home while we cleared his possessions and organised his funeral. And, you know, our kids just sailed through that and so did we as a family. And I really believe that it's the memories that we had made in the lead up to that event that we were able to just really bond as a family and, and we really came together. Um, it was proof to me that um, all the work that we'd done as a family on the good stuff paid off in the times where there was, um, that was that toughness. So, and certainly, you know, even, um, even through mum's passing and illness as well. Okay. All right. I've really enjoyed this set, um, this series. I've had an absolute hoot doing this. Let's just recap as a part of um, wrapping up what we've covered in the last 10 days for those of you who might have just joined us. So um, we've done this Bring Back the Buzz seven ways in seven days. Over the last week, we've covered everything from self-care, getting clear on our um, big dreams, uh, covering wellness, starting your day right, how to raise your vibration, how to spice it up, and wasn't that one hot? Um, and then, of course, tonight, making happy memories. And I have to say, they for me, they are the best ways that I know how to um, bring the buzz back to my life. They've certainly helped tremendously, and um, and I hope that you find that they bring the buzz back to yours as well um, because you're worth it. Life's too short not to feel like we're on fire um, at least most of the time. I get that we don't always feel like that. Um, soul modes even teaches us that. We're, we're not supposed to feel on fire all the time. That's not normal, okay? We are human. Um, but if we work with our modes, we are able to um, move our life forward, move the needle forward um, on our life. I hope you've enjoyed it. I've had a heap of fun these, um, this past week putting this series together. It's, it's been an absolute joy to share with you. And um, please pay it forward because we get our spark from another sister. So um, if this has lit something in you, then pay it forward by passing that spark on to another sister who, who needs some love in their life right now. And with that, I'm going to let you go. Much love to all of you. Thanks again.